0: Live from New York, it's Mad About, Mad About You with your co hosts, Russ
1: Fader. And I'm John (laughs) Marbly. If Mad About You was a final frontier, we're traveling outside of time and space here. So let's break it down now, it's just what we do.
0: Hello Rise Guys and Rise Gals, this is Mad About Mad About You, your weekly Mad About You recap podcast. I'm Russ Fader.
1: And I'm John Marley. Still and again.
0: <laughs> and we are coming to you, as we said, live from New York. Well, not live. Live on tape. We are live. <laughs> yeah, we're right.
1: live on tape. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. We're in the same room for the first time ever.
1: Yeah. I swang through on my way to Boston. Yeah, perfect. And
0: so, yeah, it's good to see you, John. Likewise, I like that. This is going to be different. Yes, I'll I, probably be less mean. I, I completely do not like this. <laughs> Looking you in the face. Yeah, I don't like it either. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, I hope we'll we'll never repeat this.
1: Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah,
0: it's good to experiment. Yeah, <laughs> but we live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you've had a good week. Oh right, yeah. That's what we thing we talked yeah, about. It's been fine. It's been fine. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I had brunch today with my parents. Oh, that's nice. Uh-huh. You, uh huh. We're a good, a decent brunch at the Peninsula Hotel. Ooh, Yeah, it was very fun. Excellent. Very classy. I don't do enough brunch every time. Oh, uh, I'm sure that's a surprise <laughs> to the whole audience. <laughs>
0: The good thing about not doing a lot of brunch is that every time I get it, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. It should be.
1: It doesn't need to be weekly. Yeah. Yeah. It was weekly for me for years. Yeah. It's too much. Too much, too much brunch. Especially the way I do it. (laughs) Where you better, you better cram it all in before brunch because (laughs) you're gonna be blackout drunk by six. You call, you
0: call ahead, you're like, look, (laughs) look, brunch place. (laughs) Listen, Peninsula, I'm going to turn you into an island.
1: I'm going to take you down. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, did you say, what's the name of the place? The Peninsula? The Peninsula. No, what do you mean, take? turn you into an island and take you down? What does that mean? It, what do Christopher Columbus?
0: It means you're going to eat and drink a lot and close the brunch place I'm gonna down. I'm going to turn you into no. an island What's a take peninsula? You down? What's a Peninsula?
1: Oh, I'm an idiot. You're an idiot! ha! <laughs>
0: Looking at me like I'm making no sense.
1: Well, because when I hear peninsula, I think of the name of the hotel. You think of the <laughs> the actual what a peninsula is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure.
0: You think they oh Florida is a peninsula. They named it that after that hotel
1: in I'll <laughs> Very... well, tell you one thing, they sure didn't name that hotel after Florida. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. What's um, your week? My week's been good as well. Yeah, gearing up to Thanksgiving always feels exhausting. Stressful, yeah. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Oh, right, right, right. For my entire life, I think it's always felt like until, you know, gearing up to Thanksgiving is exhausting and long and there's no breaks ahead of time. You go, you know, either school or work is just weeks on end of, you know, you have like six weeks of stuff and you're desperate for some sort of break and then all of a sudden it's just, oh you get two weeks to go home and stuff your face and be with family thanksgiving
1: yeah two weeks two, i'm sorry
0: two days two uh, yeah. weeks <laughs> what are you out of your mind yeah, <laughs> I, like to, I like to put my feet up for thanksgiving really take advantage of the holiday mm. but no you get a couple of days and it's always the best and that feeling persists for me now where i still feel like i need i need a break lucky enough my break is here so that's good
1: yeah <laughs> good what do you mean your br- i don't care well, what do you mean your breaks here I mean, thanks. Oh, it's, it's arrived, arrived. Yeah. again. Now I was thinking geography. You were thinking time. Sean, <laughs> well, you just shifted me into geography with the last one. <laughs> Russ is changing context faster than a faster than Dennis Miller. Da circa nineteen ninety six.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, look, I'm just sorry that the word "here" can apply to both location and time. I hope you'll be able to keep up in the future. Well, now, you
1: know, Einstein said space and time are the same. That's what I was quoting. I was
0: quoting Einstein.
1: I was. Yeah, I always spoke in apology, (laughs) in sarcastic apology formats. (laughs) So we watched Mad About You. Oh, I'm sorry, the light travels so fast. (laughs) 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 Oh, (laughs) E equals M. C <laughs> squared. No, C you idiot. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't make it clear enough.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry that C can be both C <laughs> the constant of light and also the word S E E
1: and also the ocean. Uh, oh my or, or god.
0: The C. <sighs> <sighs> mad about you this week. Mad about mad about you. This episode is episode number 37 and uh it's Season 2, episode 15 of Mad About You proper. The episode is called Virtual Reality.
1: Yeah, and it aired on February 3rd, 1994. hmm I enjoyed this episode. This I, is... you know, this really seems like one that would be really stupid. And it's hysterical. It's,
0: they do a lot of uh, things very well in this episode. Everything. Yeah. A lot of stuff is good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are really good about this episode. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Including the graphics. Maybe. Oh my gosh, the graphics are. We will get there. Oh. Let's not jump too far ahead. TV Guide? Please, TV Guide.
1: Now, this is a beautiful. Oh?
0: Yeah. I like that that sets the tone where you're just like, Russ, this is a perfect episode <laughs> this... of Mad About You. Yeah. Let's get oh, things started. That's true. TV yeah. Guide nails it. Nailed
1: it. <laughs> yeah. That might be why I like the episode. <laughs> Paul invests in a virtual reality system. Now, there is a second sentence. Okay. Which doesn't involve the plot, though. I understand why they put it here. It just as Christy Brinkley and Andre-, Andre Agassi have cameos. Okay. Which is fine. They do. You, you separated the
0: two... Things. Yeah. You've got to get people tuned in. Guest stars are there. Big
1: superstars. Yes. Big absolutely. superstars. Yeah. But I like how it's just, this to me is like the brilliant one I came up with for a fake episode a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where, oh, when I said Paul takes Lisa to the dentist, right? That, which is a good episode sure. TV guide description sure. <laughs> for an episode that's not real, this is akin to that. Yes. It's almost as if I wrote this. (laughs) John,
0: I want you to be like,
1: Russ, I did write this.
0: I did write this. Here's the actual TV Guide description, (laughs) and it's like three sentences long.
1: In an age where computers are
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I love this TV Guide description. I feel like it's very good. Do not think that Jamie's response is at all imperative to understanding the episode.
1: I guess a stereotypical way, but... You sort of can assume how she's going to react based on that setup. That's sexist.
0: Yeah, yes, that is a yes. loaded sentence.
1: Uh, am I wrong? You, uh, well, say it again. You could sort of assume... Well, based. I'm sorry, say the... Uh, oh, Paul invests in a virtual reality system.
0: Yes, that is sexist. There's nothing about that that doesn't say that she could be totally into it.
1: Yeah, but then it would probably say Paul and Jamie. Okay. There's an implicit conflict in leaving her out of the description. Oh,
0: okay. I see what you're saying. I don't know if it's implied or inferred. I think you may be inferring that conflict.
1: Well, I think it's an implicit implication. I think that all um, implications are implicit. Yeah. Yes. It's they have the same it, root. The same root. Imp. imp. <laughs> it's not a Latin root. It's Yiddish. That's <laughs> where they got the word imbecile. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Am <laughs> I on the verge of a Victor Borgabitz? <laughs> <laughs> imp, <laughs> ump, but send the word imp. <laughs> <laughs> Bring <in> the imp. Bringing the imp. You stupid! <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's the beauty of this description as well. Okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll allow it. What was on
2: TV? You're watching NBC.
1: Well, what was on TV? It's a week two weeks before Valentine's
0: Day. I don't want to talk about what was on TV. Okay, we'll go to the news. I want <laughs> I want to talk around what was on TV because Here's the thing. What was on TV was largely just the same old run-of-the-mill television <laughs> shows. Okay. But there was also a two-hour TV movie on CBS that started at eight. Okay. That movie was I Spy Returns. <gasps> oh, no. Starring Robert Cosby and Bill Cosby. Yeah. And I really don't want to talk about Bill Cosby. Okay. But I also feel like we need to talk about Bill Cosby. But I don't know what to do about this.
1: I think we could talk about a stupid old movie that it creeps in. Great. Well, I... Unless you're bound to say I watched it and, no, and no. it was amazing. I wasn't going
0: to say that. I wasn't going to say I saw that. I was just like, I couldn't... Did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I also didn't watch it. Wow, run. what a stance. Well, I didn't... Everyone <laughs> yeah, knows how I... hard
1: that was for us, right? <laughs> That's
0: the thing. It, what a stance. It's actually the opposite. It was easy for me to not watch it because I've gone that hard against Cosby to the point where... You I can't. have no I have no notes. Yeah, you can't watch it. I have no notes I, yeah, about same. this thing because I can't even talk about I spy the show or I spy the movie. I didn't care, I don't care. I don't care about his work. Because all I'm doing is focusing on him. I don't want to spend the time of our podcast talking about him.
1: So your nickname for talking about the temporary discussion of separating uh, art from the artist when the artist is a, a sexual assaulter can now be nicknamed Talking Around, I Spy, or is there the spy made-for-TV movie. Yeah. I Spy? Yeah. Okay.
0: This is a real no.
1: that's where we are now. We're talking, <laughs> this is what we're talking about now. No, I know. Hey, no, listen, every podcast has. I can't watch any of these people anymore. They just make me uh, grossed out. I know. Like, this, I don't even miss the movies. I don't either, and that's kind of nice. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, because initially, I did miss the move, like, after the... When Dylan wrote that letter to the Times. Dylan Farrell. Yeah, I felt yeah. real sick. Yes. But I still was sad, like, it's nothing compared to what it, she went, obviously. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, everyone's talking about, uh, they, can you watch it anymore? And at the time, I was like, ugh, but now I'm like, ugh.
0: Yeah. I used to be a, you know, separate the art from the artist Yeah, kind of person. Yeah. And then it was just like, maybe
1: it's just because it's so much... I think that's that part I'm of just it, over, yeah. I'm
0: just like, no. It's I, like, I
1: don't like any of you now. Yeah. Yeah, you all stink. <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't care what you did. And also, yeah, the
0: fact that it's colored my perception of these people and this art enough that I'm just like, yeah. it's not even, Yeah, you know, maybe that just means that I can't separate the art from the artist, and I don't want to, and I don't care. Yeah, same. You know? Same. You know, when the Louis C.K. stuff hit this
1: week. Oh, boy, was I waiting for that one. Yeah,
0: it was, I was just like... I'm done. This is sad, but I'm done. Yeah, same. And yeah. and now I'm just like, oh, hands washed.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always go bye. Yeah. <laughs> You, you <laughs> every, say it, you, I say it out loud. every time. It it, loud. I do. Every time a story comes out, well, I'm like, bye. That is inappropriate,
0: especially if you're in a group. If you see that news. No, we do it in a group. Do,
1: yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Why is it inappropriate?
0: Oh, well, no. You, it's, it's like,
1: bye. Well, you're
0: standing with a group of people watching the news. I don't know what
1: kind of disconnected people you hang out with. <laughs> if I'm in a group, everyone knows it happened at the and, same time. And everyone's saying bye. Yeah. Everyone's looking at their phone the set like because i was in a group yeah and we all like knew the second mm-hmm. it happened did you all have smarmy
0: millennial rejoinders yeah like bye yeah bye
1: basic bye basic yeah <laughs> that's how my buddy jesse speaks in los angeles <laughs> bye basic oh man not about this but other things sure but about that's this. where i think i lifted the bye from
0: yeah. about things that's where you, you never said bye not in that way not though. sure yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, yeah. So that was on TV. And uh, what was in the news or not the news? You do the news. But uh, <laughs> the big movie of the weekend was Ace Ventura Pet Detective. That was already on TV? Movie theater. Oh, oh, oh. We, oh, we right, cut right. to the cinema. It cinemas. sounded
1: like movie of the night. Yes. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I see.
0: Yeah. 1994, February of wow. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. That was a
1: big movie.
0: Big movie. Big movie.
1: Also problematic as far as. Oh, uh, trans, trans issues.
0: issues. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, I didn't know that because I thought it was a stupid movie, and (laughs) I don't remember it. And then everyone was talking about this. Did you not
0: like it, or did you stupid, John? He's idiotic. When I saw that in the theater, I was just like, "Well, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen."
1: Uh, Like it, okay? You you need to revisit the Thin Man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Just kidding. Those are boring. I just want to say me and my girlfriend Christina last night we talked I was like you know what are really pretentious I feel like like in Studio 60 when Aaron Sorkin's like uh, I want to tell you about comedy well one of them asks like who did the greatest frat humor of all time which already that question's dorky and the answer's Gilbert and Sullivan of course of course it is (laughs) but I feel like the the most pretentious answer to like who's your favorite comedian would be to be like Gilbert and Sullivan and then something goofy like and Buster Keaton (laughs) Those are too closely related. I can see that guy. Or like That's, and Chris Farley. Yeah,
0: yeah Like like, that, like Gilbert and Sullivan and Gallagher. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know?
1: That's perfect. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: Why were we talking about that? Yeah.
0: Because of Ace Ventura?
1: Oh yeah. I was. I didn't like stupid things at the time. I sure. I came to sure, but I was a, I was a snob. For no reason, because I was a little brat.
0: I'm realizing now, like, I was a very specific kind of snob about stupid comedy, because I never really... I liked uh, Happy Gilmore... But people who loved, loved people who loved Adam Sandler, uh-huh. I was just like, no, this guy's not <laughs> funny. I was like, he stumbled into something with Happy Gilmore. But Billy Madison, I was lucky. just like, I was just like, this is stupid, and he is not funny. I think
1: I was like that too. Yeah, but, yeah,
0: yeah. But imagine somebody who's just like Adam Sandler. He's a stupid <laughs> hack. Let me tell you about Jim Carrey. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's very well. I think a lot of people would take that bait. It's all stretched now. It now I'm These are really... all podcast premises. Yeah, <laughs> that's true.
0: I'm saying it now. I'm like, eh, you know what? Russ Dumb and Dumber is way better than anything that Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler did? Ever did. Yeah, okay. So, 35 year old version okay. of Russ is still, is still yeah, the same it's kind right. of discerning jerk. Team Carry. Yeah, yeah. In... <laughs> so yes, that's what was uh, on television and in the movie theaters. Cool. Back then. Okay. What was in the news?
2: Oh. On WNBC-TV, this is News 4 New
3: York with Chuck Scarborough and Pat Harper.
1: You know, not a ton. Okay. <laughs> okay. i got a couple, wow, <laughs> Dateline. Go ahead. Two Telephone Exchanges, A Mysterious Inevitability. This is a note to the editor on January 30th, 1994. Erica Jong is not alone in her nostalgia for New York's distinctive old telephone exchanges. Referencing an article from the 23rd that I didn't cover on the podcast, so this is particularly useful. <laughs> in 1952, I met the man who later became my husband. His apartment was in Manhattan, mine was in Brooklyn. Over the past 40 years, we have lived in five states and have had many phone numbers, but none could compare with the mysterious inevitability of our original ones. His was Audubon, and mine was Nightingale. Huh? Is that inevitable, or what's the puzzle there? Do you know? I do not know. Sweepstakes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone know the inevitability of sweepstakes? What are they talking about? (laughs) Oh. Oh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. You know how in the... We, we ever watch I Love Lucy, when they give a phone number, they're like, oh, it's like Ringworm 5, 8282, okay. okay, Yes, 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 <laughs> They all had nicknames for oh, the phone okay. exchanges for the operators. Right. And she's saying was an inevitability that they're original ones. Got it. Were, But what is the connection all between Audubon and Nightingale? Oh. Do you know?
0: <laughs> no, but it's funny that I'm like, oh, okay, now yeah. I understand <laughs> the part that I didn't uh, know at first.
1: <laughs> now that I know what I
0: didn't know, I can focus I on what you're talking <laughs> about.
1: Also, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> feels like progress but it's not... Okay, so that story's stupid I
0: can't wait for the second paragraph To find out what I don't know then
1: No, that's the end of it <laughs> That's the end Yeah, it's just a puzzle for the ages
0: <laughs>
1: Dateline Go ahead A warm conclusion in part To a tale of two tropical birds A search for two tropical birds in Central Park Has ended with mixed results One of the bird Uh-oh. watchers said yesterday This is a little sad for a second One of the birds is alive and well in his benefactors' apartment. The
0: good news will start with the good news. I have
1: good news and bad news. (laughs) As if you don't know the bad news when you hear the good news. uh, One of the two birds uh, is safe. And
0: now a story about two birds. One is happy (laughs) and alive.
1: Uh, The other one, what delicate language. The other one seems to have fallen victim to the harshness of nature. Oh, boy. I know, that makes you feel sad, right? Yes. Yeah, this is a heavy episode so far. Very dark. The three tropical birds have been flying loose in the park since summer's end. Oh, wow. Bird watchers had seen a red-tailed hawk kill one in November. Even Central Park had a problem with crime. Holy cow. <laughs> the, the, the bird birds. murder rate was like... <laughs> Man, the 90s were rough. Yeah, they really were. <laughs> Birdwatchers had seen a red... To, uh, as temperatures dipped below zero. Yeah, apparently, every story I've read refers to like very cold. This was How a very cold, cold winter. How was it? 94? How cold <laughs> was it? Oh, it was so cold. 1994. With the red-tailed
0: hawk. <laughs> it was so cold. Let me tell you a story about two birds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is that...
0: Ed Sullivan? It wasn't supposed to be. It's a bad Johnny Carson, not a bad Ed Sullivan.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I don't know. It was cold, man. I don't know. <laughs> but there's a story that Get references about January 94. Okay. A story was... about cold now that references that. So it must have okay, been cold. sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Sorry for putting your feet to the fire here. Oh, I
1: guess it's one of the few... I guess it doesn't dip below zero that often in New York. Is that possible? In New York City? It, very infrequently. Yeah, you've, so I think that's why...
0: For, you know, uh, you've lived here yeah, for... Yeah, seven years. Quite a while, do you well, remember
1: it being below zero at all? No, even during blizzards, I don't yeah, remember being that cold. No. That's brutal. People, they'd spotted temperatures below zero. They had not spotted the others in a week. People who are not watchers were alerted to the mystery of the two other birds yesterday in the About New York column in the Times. A 69-year-old man who has caught scores of parrots and parakeets that had flown out of apartment windows <laughs> and sought the treetops of Upper Manhattan emerged yesterday as the hero who rescued the surviving bird. This is so Ace Ventura.
0: That's true.
1: This guy, that is the he's plot like of the movie. Yeah,
0: him trying to catch yeah. a bird, missing bird. Wait, isn't that literally? Yes, that is literally what happens. Wow, that's this the, is that's, what we that's, call that's
1: the B line. Yeah, this is synchronicity. Synchronicity. Wow. Except he's sixty nine. That's a movie I probably would have liked. <laughs> a sixty nine year old pet detective <laughs> with like a cigar and a you know the sure. the, the track sure, sure, scores sure. or whatever
0: the, the horse results for the day. <laughs> if Kojak was just
1: yeah searching for prints.
0: Right. That's your...
1: Yeah, uh, tell us was with 69 in that, right? <laughs> a month ago, Phil Caden, a retired Gimble's section manager... That's an old store, huh? That is. ...began rising at 4 a.m. every day. For 23 days straight, he walked the half mile from his Riverside Drive apartment to Central Park near West 82nd, where the two remaining birds stayed atop a cork tree that still had berries. He was alone. He was freezing. He carried a two-foot-long, one-foot-wide cage. There were two birds... There was a 20-inch tall conure, a type of parrot originating in Brazil and Venezuela. The second one was a yellow-headed Amazon parrot with a green body. Two Sundays ago in the afternoon, Mr. Caden saw both birds fly away. Half an hour late... Wow, this is... I can't believe I'm reading this. It's surreal, because it's boring. I was going to say. <laughs> right? <It's, laughs> is it just described what the birds did for seven paragraphs? <laughs> I, I didn't
0: know how it finished. I thought you were going to be like, Then, one of the birds... I don't either. Magically turned into a falcon. <laughs> A falcon with golden wings who stood on his hind legs and talked. Oh, this is That's really could sad. Be. Or, why, oh gosh. It's uh, a half sleep. hour
1: later, only one bird returned. It had started to call for its friend, but there was no answer. That oh, is very sad. Last Sunday, on the 23rd day of his vigil, Mr. Caden went for the prize. The Conyer, which had grown to trust him, was within two feet of him. Quote, I used my hands to grab it from the rear so it wouldn't bite me. Great. Smart. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Easy, man. But as he tried to get the cage door open... The parrot bit his right hand. Oh, no. Luckily, a man walking his dog stopped to help. I think we found ourselves in the middle of a children's story. What's book. happening? This is written like a yeah. Dr. Seuss. Yes. Car.
0: The yeah. parrot bit the man on the yeah. hand.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm the waiting. man with the
0: dogs helped yeah. the man with the parrot. The
1: man in the yellow axe yeah. <laughs> monkey hopped atop the, the cork tree. And, <laughs> uh, and they were all friends. <laughs> uh, we took the bird to a vet. And the vet recommended a 40-day quarantine. You don't find that in kid books. But I love, every New Yorker thinks he's right. But Mr. Cain took it back to his apartment. <laughs> 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 wow, dude. So basically, he doesn't know where the bird came from. There's no way to know. It was, he just stole it. Kind of, right? So this is a
0: story about a man who found a,
1: a bird. <laughs> and one other bird died. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Okay. So clearly, I didn't read these no, ahead look, of time. That's okay. That was in the newspaper. Well, the New York Times, yeah. That's the paper of record. I know. How many paragraphs was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's a lot of paragraphs about a man who has a bird. And this is back when every article was in the paper, so this was uh, this was on paper. This oh. took up real estate. <laughs> yeah, but you know they always do human interest. Yeah, I guess that's true. You can't just well you you can't just do stock quotes and uh, you know North Korea stories. You can't. Yeah, you gotta have a little. Oh, what kind of birds are there in North Korea? I don't know. That sounds like the setup to an old racist book of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Parakeets.
0: That's not bad. <laughs>
1: Let's not have a sweepstakes. No. <laughs> Just in case. What's the opposite of a sweepstakes? <laughs> This is on Dateline. Doo-doo-doo. Go ahead. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. Would-be stand-up comics in search of live audiences as clubs weather hard times. Oh, boy. Dentist by day. <laughs> no way. Do you think this is the same guy? What's his name? Let's see if it rings Do you remember it? Up. it? Yes, I do. Uh, well, stand-up uh, comic by night. Michael S. King. Doesn't that sound right? I don't know either. I'm not sure. has performed before audiences of two and half that when one of them went to the bathroom. (laughs) But there are some things he won't do. Quote, I won't perform for none, he insists. I draw the line somewhere. Uh, Cute. Mark Cohen, too, knows the... Oh, God. ignanimity. No, but close. (laughs) And essentially, I think the same word. I think it is? But there's no T. Like, there's an extra syllable. Ignanimity. (laughs) Ignomity. Ignimini. Yes. Ignominy. Oh. Yeah. I, is said, it? I said I put a T there. Igna No, it's not. It's just ignominy. Ignominy. Ignimony. Sweepstakes. Who <laughs> can teach us <contagious> to read?
0: <laughs> How is ignominy
1: pronounced? <laughs> What's another word that we could use here that we can say? <laughs> oh, he's been at the clubs where there were no customers, so the waitresses serving nothing to nobody were pressed into service as the audience. Yeah, oh, I this guess is that. so depress Oh, oh no! One fixture, The Improv, which practically invented the comedy venue for amateurs and would-be headliners thirty years ago. Oh, just abandoned its longtime location on Forty Fourth Street last summer. Sure, for shared quarters and a reduced four night a week schedule on West Thirty Fourth. Oh, I don't know that location. Another well-known club, Catch a Rising Star. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone knows that one. Everybody knows Catch. Down. Yeah. yeah, everybody knows Catch. That's where I used to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Closed down after having gone bankrupt. Oh, although some in the field blame management. Suburban clubs have not escaped the downturn. Yeah, so I guess this is sort of an obituary of uh, the comedy it's clubs. The comedy boom, yeah. yeah.
0: Comedy was everywhere back then, which may or may not be a surprise to folks. Yeah, there, were, like comedy clubs were...
1: It was insanely popular, yeah. back in the '80s and early like 90s. as popular as going somewhere to see a band play. I feel like, or a, you know what I mean? Yeah, and like there was many of those as music venues. It seems
0: absolutely, like. and like bars. If a bar had. A corner every right. bar would have a corner with a mic in it and people would do this is what I I never saw this but this is what I've been led to understand that like every bar had stand up at least a stand up night if not stand up every night and it was well, yeah, well like people, compensated a lot of people could be professional comedians
1: right that's what I that's what I understand as well we neither one of us knows if we're right though no yeah <laughs> welcome to the hearsay podcast <laughs> you already know what you're getting into. Who is this guy, Mr. Cohen? Or Cohen, you mentioned him a couple of yes, times. Yes, right. Ago. On a typical Saturday night during which he crossed paths with Mr. King, Mr. Cohen started off with an early set at the comedy cellar mm-hmm. on McDougal in Greenwich Village. Although he carried a list of thirty-four joke titles printed out by his home computer on which he writes his material, he didn't stop to consult Oh, this is boring. Okay. I got one Wait, final. wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna are you about to say that that comedian didn't read any of his jokes? <laughs> yeah, this <sighs> is boring. Whoa! Okay. Oh <laughs> Oh, and this also isn't the dentist from before, because that guy was from New Jersey, and this guy is a pediatric dentist on Park Avenue, so... Uh-oh. Big difference. Fight, 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 yeah. fight. <laughs> ha! Okay, so... Oh, here we go. You want to hear some of his material? Yes! Okay, so it says... Give it good. Sell it, John. The dentist. He gets his material from his upbringing. His mother, he says, used to address him in multiple choice. Are you stupid or what? <laughs> okay. His social life as a bachelor also helps. If I start dating someone new, he says, it really stimulates things. I don't get that. Uh, Let's go to the next article. I'm so bored. I'd rather honestly I'd rather read about the birds migrating back and forth in you're Central not wrong. Park. Yeah. Then one parakeet flew to the west side, and then two doves flew back east, and then
0: Everybody should listen to Mad About Mad About You. Where else are you going to hear about birds being turned into pets and <laughs> the actual material of a dentist doing stand-up
1: comedy Dateline. twenty years ago? Do 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 go ahead. Black belts and blessings for East Harlem nuns. Okay. There we yeah. go. There we go. Now we're back on brand. <laughs> Sister Mary Ch- Marie Chantal could be the scariest dream imaginable for legions of smirking, snickering Catholic schoolboys, a non-adept in judo and taekwondo. Think and relax. The martial arts are just a diversion for the smiling, shy, 33-year-old member of the Fraternité Notre Dame a French religious order dedicated to serving the poor. She and five other sisters are in a cramped soup kitchen in East Harlem that feeds 300 people daily as part of their ministry to the hungry, the homeless, the sick. Dressed in traditional habits of black and gray, they live and walk among the toughest, most drug filled blocks of the city. So perhaps it's just as well that Sister Marie, Chantal, and the others know a bit about self-defense but they don't see themselves in any special danger. It's just a sport. The fact we know Taekwondo does not change anything, said Mother Marie Martha, the group's mother superior. It's just a sport. Yada, yada, yada. I love this so much. Right? I want to watch this television show. I want to hear this musical. Uh, I, I, I uh, No, I, I know. It makes Sister Act look so boring. Oh my right. God, Sister Act, yeah. nonsense, all of it. Right. Their martial arts training began soon after they arrived in the city when they lived for a while on the west side. Sister Marie, who had earned a black belt in judo before she entered the convent, (laughs) said she had been eager to resume the sport. And she found a taekwondo master in, of all places, Hell's Kitchen. (laughs) Well, she's the most avid athlete of the group, Mother Marie Martha. They're all Mother Marie something. Yes. Oh, that's a nun thing, isn't it? Because of Mary? Okay, that makes sense. I'm not... Look, I'm... I do not yeah. know for sure. Oh well, but we I know do. two nun names, so I think we can assume. <laughs> <laughs> the other nuns also learned basic self-defense because they heard the neighborhood was dangerous. Uh, it's about them serving the soup. Good. I'm waiting. To, I'm waiting for the paragraph where they kick someone's butt. <laughs> I'm worried that it's not going to happen. Uh, I don't think it is either. Oh no. Oh wow! These these women are saints. They're going to port authority. They're bringing soup to uh, homeless AIDS patients. Like wow! They're they're minute. This is what nuns do. I'm like, yeah, that's great, but that yeah, that, exactly. That's just what nuns. But don't they do. also clean up the streets?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard horror stories about nuns who uh, about other nuns who are actually more violent than these judo nuns. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, this article sort of leaves a karate thing behind halfway. Just oh, talks about all the man. good they do. Oh,
0: uh, Yawnsville. Wah
1: wah. <laughs> anyway, nuns are great. Nuns are great. 100% of them all the time. Priests, a mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> So, shall
0: we, or do you have more thingies to No,
1: about? that's all the news that's fit to print. Loverly. Okay.
0: Well, let's dive in. Who wrote this? Who directed this? It time? was...
1: Oh, vi- wow.
0: Look mm, you in the face, it's harder to, uh... Yeah, forget? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it was directed by the Catsman. Hey, all right. T.S. Eliot, a.k.a. Tommy Shlammy, a.k.a. Thomas Shlammy.
0: <laughs> it's fun to go backwards with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can go
1: any way you want. <laughs>
0: well, because you... Yeah. <laughs> It was strange to be like, this was directed by the Cats Man, aka T S Elliot. And it was just like, normally, that's where these things end. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. T. S. Elliot directed this.
1: there are more steps for us. Anyway. Uh, it was written by Danny Jacobson and Jeffrey Lane. Yes. Two, two OG, it's OG been, writers. It's
0: been a little while since Danny Jacobson has written one, isn't it? I no, I know. thought he
1: wrote one of the recent ones. Did he?
0: Okay, I, I'm probably wrong.
1: Two episodes ago or something. Probably wrong. You might be right. I might be wrong. One of the, <laughs> one of the two for sure. One of us is right. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. This episode yeah. had on the DVD... A special bonus. Did you happen to Damn. watch it? No. It's okay. Oh um, man. Although I think that you should watch I it, will watch it on your own time, pal, because it's well worth it. It's very uh interesting. They interview a professor Richard Brown, who I believe is from NYU, interviews
1: Oh, I've seen these.
0: Yes. Like short little they were
1: on YouTube for years. Absolutely. I would watch they're
0: still there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He interviews Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt about certain episodes. Right. This is one of them. And he's more than a little bit creepy when talking about this episode.
1: Well, the episode's a little creepy at times to begin with.
0: Yes. But he gets real into it.
1: Okay. Illuminate us.
0: Well... Creep us so, out. <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, Christy Brinkley is in this episode. Yeah. And this episode is called Virtual Reality. Uh-huh. And we'll get there eventually, but Paul... enters. Yes. yes. He enters... He, does, he goes into Virtual Reality... And his fantasy is to be with Christy Brinkley.
1: Right. And like hang out with her yeah. to start. Yes, to start, yeah. Russ doesn't mean like be with. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And he says, and I quote, this is one of the sexiest shows I've <sighs> ever seen on television. Ew. It's really weird. He uses the word, just, the first thing that happens is we get this exquisite leg in the show. Oh
1: my gosh, it's like, dude.
0: Dude, yeah. shout out. He uses the word erotic. No. Yeah. It's gross. For mad
1: about you? For
0: mad about you. For this comedy. Is he an English professor
1: or something?
0: Or something. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Ew. Yeah.
0: But uh, then once Helen and Paul start talking about the episode, it gets a lot less gross. Right, right. But yeah, apparently when they were writing the script, they just put down Christy Brinkley or whoever we can get. We'll fill in whoever we can get. Really? Yeah. That's
1: funny. And they got Christy Brinkley. Yeah. And she's a supermodel, right? Yes. Yeah. She, she's the first supermodel. What? Really? Yeah. Yes. She's the before Claudia Schiffer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Before Naomi Campbell.
0: Yes. Yes. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's it. I'm out. Clum <laughs> <laughs> I need Cloom. <laughs> yeah, before her too. Before Yeah. Her. I know. I figured. <laughs>
0: Us, that only goes to... Yeah, I know sense. that yeah, he, yeah, that's she, nice. was after, she was after Schiffer and, uh, and yeah, right. Campbell. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Yeah, obviously. So, then Paul Reiser has this story where he, he says, uh you know, his favorite thing, he was like, there's this wild story of us in 3D, but the scene that killed us was the two-shot of us in the bed. Yes. And her
1: giving a look. Yes. Yes. It killed the audience, too. Yes. We'll they, get to it. They yeah. talk about it a lot. Oh, yeah. He, well, he mentioned that on the Jesse Thorne podcast. It, Everyone knows, well, oh, some of you yet. tweeted yeah. to us, Paul Reiser was on Bullseye with Jesse Thorne this week, and he talked about how the most satisfying moments on the show to them were when they could get a laugh from just a look. Yes. And this episode has a great scene of that. Yes. She talks
0: a lot about it. About it. She was like, this is the second year of the show, so we're still thinking, is the audience with us? And then she moved her head in a certain way, and the audience gave this huge response and she felt like, oh, they've plugged into something that we are doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, that's and nice. Yeah. Helen Hunt is. And she's amazing in this one. She's
0: amazing in this one. John, she's amazing always. And she always has been. And we don't talk about Helen Hunt enough Ugh. in general okay. and in this show. Well, oh,
1: we'll do better. We, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so shape up. <laughs> No,
1: she is. I know. She's so good. <laughs> the,
0: the, the end. John, we need to talk about her more. Okay, we will. She's good. So, I know. Scene one, anyway.
1: Paul.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah, scene one. Here's what Paul
1: does. <laughs> Uh, Tell TV Guide to talk about her. <laughs> so in the cold
0: open of this episode, Paul is sleeping, and Jamie gets on top of him, nose to nose, and stares at his eyes. Like a creep. Is what like I mean. a real creep. <laughs> so when Paul wakes up, all he can see is her eyes. Yeah. And he gets startled and screams and calls her a nut. A big nutty nut. A big nutty nut. I love that. And that's it. That's, and that's it. it. That was crazy. The end.
1: That was really crazy.
0: This is so great. I love this so much. Yeah. And this is one of those things that I took to doing to people. People? Yes. If somebody who I knew. That's a good start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friends, family. I can't remember specific instances of doing this to people, but I know that I have. Somebody oh, falls great asleep. start! Okay. Somebody falls asleep, and you look like he does. Just yeah, go eye to eye with them, look huh. right in their eyes, and they wake up and they are weirded out. I'm sure I've done this to my brother, and I think that I thought that this was my own idea. And so I you think you stole it. from I you? probably got, wow. got it from this episode and subconsciously wow adopted it. Huh? But yeah. If any of you are looking to goof on somebody, find, yeah. just find a sleeping person. And uh, any old sleeping person will do. Don't climb on
1: them. Don't climb. <laughs> just look at them.
0: Look at them. Yep. Get as close as you can.
1: I don't even think you should do this. Quite <laughs> yeah. honestly.
0: you're So you're just saying like from a...
1: Yeah, what are you, with the love sponge for telling people to go out and do this to people? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: from 15 feet away, just look at a person who's asleep. <laughs> If they're not looking at you, that helps too. And then they'll wake up, then it'll be casual and you'll go on with your lives.
1: It is pranks,
0: thanks. (laughs) Your version of it does. Mine got a big response. That's true. It's a
1: cute, fast one.
0: Yeah. And then we're into the episode. Ira is at Paul and Jamie's and he is trying to sell Paul 500 shares of stock in virtual reality. Uh
1: I love a good stock episode. Yeah. I love the Seinfeld one, and I love this one. <laughs> the end. I mean, I don't know any other. The there long, aren't any.
0: The long story career, or the long story history yeah. of, you, <laughs> of you and stock episodes that you love.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know any others. Do you? No. But it feels like it's, there should be one in every show, but there's not at all. But you know what I mean? It feels like a thing. Like, couldn't you imagine a cheers episode? Sure, where thing, like there they might. all end up investing. I hear what you're saying. And yeah. everyone like bails except George Wentz. Yes. Yeah. And they're like, hey George, how about a round on everyone? He's like, you know what, Sam? Pour 20 beers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Give me all of them. <laughs>
0: you know, something like that.
1: You can write for cheers. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: two things that you can write for TV Guide and the best <laughs> sitcom
1: <laughs> in history. I only want TV guide. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, they're over at Paul and Jamie's. Ira wants to sell uh, them to buy stock in virtual reality. And Paul is sitting and he is eating soup and he is watching. Yeah, he's
1: eating soup out of a container, right? Like he bought it at the Zabar's or something. Yes, he's got a little
0: paper cup of soup. Yeah, and he's watching basketball, which is not like him. He's not watching basketball. He's watching tennis.
1: Oh, don't they say dribble? I don't think so. Okay. I think I know they said I heard him say tennis. Did you hear them say Agassi? I did not hear Agassiz. Yes. I heard tennis, and I thought, no, nah, mis- I I that must be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought... Because uh, Ibra says tennis. Iris says something like, oh, you can play tennis in your whatever. And I was like, oh, they must have uh, changed the topic. That's hysterical. Because I, I swear he said dribble, but maybe he said rally. I don't recall what uh, they I said. I i I picked up on it because they said Agassi. Well, that's a good clue. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, between
0: Agassi and the word tennis...
1: Yeah, right. ...were not enough for you. (laughs) I didn't hear (laughs) Agassiz. Yeah, so he wants to... to he wants, talking to him to buy his stock. I yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Classic.
0: Uh, Jamie, I think. <laughs> sure. No, absolutely. I feel like this is a very, pardon the pun, it is a very stock kind of episode of a sitcom. Yes,
1: I agree. This but is, I can only name two others. Or well, one other. Between, but,
0: between. I mean, not even the, you know, the spouse. Oh, the
1: spouse doing something without the other's approval. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah.
0: happens a million That's times. That's true. And especially with investing. Yeah. I feel like that
1: happens a million times. Yes. Either
0: investing or just spending money. Well, no,
1: to, name another investment episode. They do. You? No, you... I'm asking you to name another investment episode. Oh,
0: well, there was... The, of any show. Uh, well, there's a Seinfeld one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are you doing my... Yeah. It wasn't a bit. <laughs> was <my> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's five grand each. And yes. Iris got his five grand. Right, yes. Which is impressive. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he borrowed it from Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie enters. She is looking for a
0: course catalog. She looks up at the TV and says, wow, nice legs regarding Andre Agassi. Yeah, which
1: is fun. Very fun. Because that's what guys do about girls playing tennis, right? Yeah, sure. Right? Isn't that a classic trope? Probably. Like yeah. Flipping it on its head. There you go. And Paul has put the course
0: catalog under the soda.
1: Yeah, it's a coaster.
0: You're using my future as a coaster, Jamie. <laughs> and she makes it clear very early she is not interested in investing. Mm-hmm. Ira generally says, "Polly, this could be our shot." Paul says, "Who says we get a shot?" I, yeah, that's interesting. I have the same perspective. Just that life is random, and yeah, uh, and, I don't know, and know that, that
1: everyone gets a shot. Yeah.
0: You wouldn't expect that from this kind of a from Paul, from Paul or from you might expect. I would from Paul, but you might expect. I could see Paul either saying this isn't our shot. Oh, or, that or I we will get sure, another sure. shot, or I don't believe in shots. Just like the question of, hey, maybe maybe that's uh, yeah, maybe there is no shot.
1: Right, it's that he does believe in shots. Mm. He just doesn't overrule. Gets a shot, right? Yeah. yeah, which I agree as well.
0: Iris says everyone gets a shot. Have I ever led you? And here he does. He does another. The same thing. Yeah, he uh, yeah.
1: subverts expectations yeah. again.
0: Every, Everyone gets a shot. Have I ever led you down the wrong path? Paul says, you have never led me down any path whatsoever. Yeah. Which also, I'm like, I feel like that's not
1: true. I feel like Ira leads Paul down bad paths and a lot. Has he ever, have you ever seen Ira lead Paul down a bad path? We hear stories all the time about Ira doing, uh, like. Not leading him down a path, though. You you literally want a path. No, <laughs> a figurative path. So They've gotten in conflicts. But typically, they've both been after similar things, and, you know, like, I remember a jealousy one, right, with the spy girl. Right. And they talk a lot about their past, but there's no paths involved.
0: So you don't think there's ever, th- there's been situations wherein Ira has said, Paul, you gotta do X, Y, and Z, and Paul has said,
1: okay, I will, and then it goes belly Oh, up. I'm sorry that I'm taking Paul Buckman's word for it. <laughs> no, no, you know, you know what's in Paul Buckman's head better than me. I like
0: yeah, that but... in your mind, like, Paul Buckman is Atticus Finch. fish. <laughs> He's just like, Paul Buckman is an honest man. (laughs) If he says that he's never let him down a path whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Well, he thinks about it, too. That's true. Which is what's so funny. He, like, really thinks about it. He goes, I don't think you've ever let me down a path. That's true. You know, I retract everything I just said.
0: If Paul says that he's never been led down a path, he's never been led down a path. We need to believe people in their experiences. So, Ira bluffs at leaving. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. He gets his stuff. I'm gonna. I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm gone. And then he throws his stuff back. For 10 grand, we can make a million bucks. And Paul basically says, with a million bucks, know what I'd do? I'd buy a pen. One of those fat pens from the plaza for 119 bucks. And I'd buy one for the wife.
1: Yeah, two pens. <laughs> two pens. ha, <laughs> ha.
0: Really, very. You silly. think it's like a Mont Blanc? Maybe I'll tell you what I googled it. I googled Plaza, Plaza Hotel. Plaza Hotel pens. Uh huh. And didn't find nothing.
1: Anything. Didn't, yeah, yeah. Didn't find anything
0: too impressive. Yeah. Got a lot of Ramada pens. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Yep. Got a lot of... Oh, because it's called the Romano Plaza Inn. hmm Got a lot of Crown Plaza. Crown Plaza, yep. Got a lot of Trump Plaza. Oh, they
1: have... Oh, I bet they got nice Oh, pens, they though. got...
0: Pe- their yeah. pens...
1: Look, <laughs> their <laughs> pens are garbage. <laughs> they write huge.
0: They, uh, yeah. And, that, like, that made me realize... I was just like, yeah, that's a thing that he does. It's just like, oh, you know... Branding? You know, well, yes, branding, but also just like, what's the most popular, famous hotel? The Plaza. Well, you haven't seen the Trump Plaza. Well,
1: yeah, but Russ, you could say that about the Ramada guy, the Crown Place guy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: but I'm totally okay with the Ramada guy.
1: (laughs) How do you know? Well, that's a great point. Yeah, he could be an animal poacher for all you know. What's going on with Mr. Ramada? (laughs) (laughs) Just kicking back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just by the pool. (laughs) Mr. Hotel Six. (laughs) Motel 6, rather. At the track. Yeah. <laughs> Ira says here that the, uh, the person who created it used to be an engineer for a toy company. Uh-huh. And now he's going out on his own. Right. Ooh, and here, Ira drops in a little Mad About, Mad About You bit.
2: Paulie, I'm telling you, this is like investing in Steven Spielberg when he was directing Columbo. <laughs> Spielberg directed Columbo? Yes. Hey. What? You remember Janet Lee? And Psycho, Not Sure. you remember the first time you saw the co-ops on her?
3: <laughs>
2: Fondly. Well, with virtual reality, I'm telling you, it is like you could actually touch them. <laughs> how much is virtual, how much is reality? I'll see it for yourself.
0: Steven Spielberg, used to direct Columbo. What's the bit? That we talked about it on Mad About Mad About You, the fact that he directed Columbo.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why it sounded so familiar. Yeah, we learned that here. Because when he said that, I was like, yeah, I I know. (laughs) You didn't. I forgot. (laughs) You caught me looking right now to see which episode it was. And I must have already done this before.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, then Ira, the sales pitch for Ira to get Paul to invest is very strange. He says, you, you remember Janet Lee in Psycho? Oh, this is so weird. You remember the co-ops on her?
1: Oh, that's hilarious. Tell me why that's hilarious. It doesn't make any sense. But he says it in such a specific way. Okay. It's just funny because Ira always has crazy terms for like (laughs) awful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like he always says the most surprising ways of being a chauvinist.
0: That is true. Uh, Like yeah, I just see
1: the co-ops on her. Like that is it is such a New York term. Sure. Like a co-op. Yes. That it's (laughs) like he's so deeply enmeshed (laughs) in that culture. that's how he speaks, even though it doesn't make any sense? I think that's hilarious. Sure.
0: I'm like, my big thing was, it seemed to refer to, she, she isn't topless in Psycho. Almost. Sure.
1: She takes her shirt off.
0: Yes. To refer to her breasts... Be like, hey, you remember, you remember her from that movie?
1: Well, yeah, you would say that uh, people would say that about Pamela Anderson from Baywatch, even though she's only wearing a swimsuit. Not me. Well, yeah, I would never. I've got
0: respect. I respect people, John.
1: Yeah, you're using that as a distraction from me proving that I'm right. <laughs> you're wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not unusual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so yeah so he says basically you remember Janet Lee and Psycho you remember the co-ops on her well in virtual reality it's like you could actually touch them
1: that's when it gets a little weird a little weird yeah this is when it turns into a uh, a dark what's that show Dark City what's the show about the internet in the future
0: oh I'm not sure it could be Dark City no
1: you know oh I do then what yeah. is it what am I <laughs> I don't know
0: yeah well no don't everyone know knows I don't
1: it know. everyone listening knows it it's on Netflix it's a BBC show about the future and technology. Black yes. Okay. Not I did know. Dark City. Black... I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you, you did know. You I knew I... you knew. <laughs> that's when it turns into like a Black Mirror episode. I feel like. Sure. Where it's like, where are the boundaries when it comes to a virtual reality version of a person?
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. And we get we get further into that. Yeah. Over... Like, if there
1: was a serial killer character in this episode, would it be acceptable for them to murder virtual reality people? Interesting. This is the questions that Matt about you often brings often. up. This yeah. Is...
0: This is where they're at their best.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> when we're talking about them in conjunction
1: with serial killer. But you, it's true, though. It yeah. is the That's why it creeps me out a little. Yeah. Because then they put the psycho scene on TV and watch it. Yes. And you hear her get murdered and they're just their jaws are on the floor. And I think that's supposed to be funny. And it should be, or could be, but for some reason it wasn't.
0: It's, well, it's because of everything that we just learned, I think. Because they're like, oh, yeah, Janet Leigh and Psycho. Okay, she's really hot. Oh, here she is, famously being murdered on screen. Right, and then Paul's like, "Yeah, maybe I do want to touch her bare breasts in yeah, virtual but that reality." Be funny, but it's no. It, they probably thought it would be, but that's not a funny scenario. But well, it that's wasn't
1: even a- that funny to the audience.
0: Yeah, it's not because it hasn't aged. I see aged. how it would be funny. It's not because it hasn't aged well. It's because it's a weird... There's nothing titillating
1: about watching... That's the joke. I just think someone needs to comment on it for it to be funny. I think that is this, It's the setup so you for think, a funny thing. So you thing.
0: think if somebody had said, you know, watching this woman get murdered really does something for me.
1: It's not that, Russ. It's, a, it's the only shot of her half-dressed... So it's funny that they have to watch that to get a, a okay. glimmer. But it wasn't funny. It was weird. <laughs> sure. watching them watch it. Yes. It's all weird. It didn't play. It did not. But I get it.
0: <laughs> you're very you're very forgiving. Well, of course.
1: Of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this show, That's what this yeah. show is. Yeah, that's sh-
0: <laughs> very forgiving with yeah. Russ and yeah. John. <laughs> so then we get, I love this little joke, it is very silly, as Ira leaves for the day. What
2: time are you meeting this guy tomorrow? Two. Two, two o'clock? No, the year, two B.C. <laughs>
1: oh, is this the two? The two. Yeah, two B.C. <laughs> Killed. I don't know, yeah, it's me too, I don't know why. It's, I think that's very
0: funny. It's very, <laughs> I just...
1: Specific sarcasm.
0: Very, very silly, very dumb. Paul tells Jamie that he's going to get drunk. Well, he lies. He
1: does. Lying to your spouse. That doesn't happen on this show that much. I Oh, here we go again with like the stock conversation. <laughs> no, I mean I well, I can't I can't think of another
0: instance, but I'm pretty sure no, that it probably okay. happened. What are you? Donald Trump?
1: <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same logic. <laughs> no, I'm I you. have no evidence, but. Huh? I'm you oh. from <laughs> from ten
0: minutes ago talking about how these episodes with stocks happen all over the place, and you got two.
1: Yeah, but then I, I and then you just used that. I came clean. <laughs> <laughs> well, then maybe I will. I got a new weapon.
0: Oh my god. <laughs>
1: Turn my ignorance into
0: a weapon. Oh, I'll weaponize something. So, well, so, she
1: what I love is she just keeps looking at him, yes, and he, until he, he just keeps divulging the truth. Yes,
0: he is he is paper thin, yeah. She just looks and he comes clean or comes reasonably clean, reasonably clean. Because then the next scene we are in the virtual reality office, office, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess that's no, that's a the.
1: good term. I didn't think of that,
0: yeah. Oh, I'm great at using the word office, <laughs> so. Paul is sitting there, and he puts on his virtual reality glove. Right, and he says, "Look at this. I'm an electric Kitty Carlisle, which killed me. Tell me why.
1: I assume Kitty Carlisle is like an old, like lounge singer that wore gloves. That's what I thought. Oh, was it? She not?" Oh, no. Well, look, she probably is. She's an an opera singer.
0: She's an old actress. She was married to Moss Hart for quite some time until Oh, really? Yes. Well, you did a lot of work. Well, I did a very little bit of work, but I also did an image search.
1: Yeah? What, Kitty Carlisle glove? Just Kitty Carlisle. Oh okay. John, not one shot.
0: Not one shot of Kitty Carlisle wearing gloves.
1: I don't see any. None. Either. I looked yeah. at
0: 50 or so. Yeah. I scrolled for a while. If you're going to make a joke like I'm Kitty Car- I'm an electric Kitty Carlisle, you better write Kitty Carl and Kitty Carlisle gloves
1: has better autofill. Well, that's a little insane. <laughs> Yeah, I just see hands. Just hands. Just hands, <laughs> as far as I scroll. I could go to
0: anybody to just see hands. Yeah. When I go to Kitty Carlisle, I want to see some gloves. I tell you
1: what, I do see a nice ring in each photo. Yeah? Yeah. Moss Hart was a pretty famous dude. <laughs> so is she. Yeah? Oh, well. Oh, well, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we won't apologize for that. <laughs> we reveal Great that, reveal. We reveal that the VR guy, the creator, is a kid. He stands up from behind the chair, falls in mm. where he was working, and he's like eleven. Yeah, he's,
0: I think he's supposed to be
1: fourteen. But yeah, what he's, a great he is a very reveal! Kid. And he's dressed like an engineer. What did you find out about this kid? Anything? He was in one episode of Hey Arnold.
0: I know. His name
1: is JD Daniels, yeah, right? Yeah, JD Daniels, right. So and maybe
0: he worked with uh
1: he didn't. Or I don't
0: think he did. Because do you know why? why did you why? see who
1: he played? I don't know, hey Arnold. Oh, he played Arnold
0: in the pilot. I didn't see that it was the pilot. But yeah, he played Arnold. So now this is the second kid because Ryan
1: Played Arnold, right? Played
0: Arnold. So this kid was Arnold in one episode. The pilot lost his job. So weird. To this other kid who played Arnold for, I think, 45 episodes. There are a few different Arnolds besides these two. So far,
1: two of them have been on Mad About You. That is really weird. Well, you know what they say. What's that? Mad About You is like the second city in terms of really like, teaching kids how to do an Arnold character. That's where they would usually pick them up They'd from. they cut
3: their
0: teeth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mad About You is a farm system. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for Hey Arnold. Oh, he also was, uh, oh, I don't know how to say this character's name, Gavroche. Yeah. In Les Mis. We've had a couple. Oh, yeah. We had that woman. Oh, who'd she play? I think she was his other sister. She was a original Les Mis Who's other Broadway sister? actress. Paul's other sister. Oh. No, Paul's only sister in the episode oh, actually. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was a sure. miss, right? I believe that's correct. Yeah, sure. I think that's right. He was in the Mighty Ducks. Yes, he was. He looks very familiar. Yes, he
0: looks very I thought I thought he was going to have been in more things than he was Yeah, yeah. But... Sort of
1: a loser in terms of the <laughs> career.
0: <laughs> I think maybe he was just I recognize him so much because of the Mighty Ducks, which
1: I saw. A oh, lot. he went to Columbia. Oh really? Where he's majoring in film studies. Okay. So I guess this bio was written a little while ago.
3: <laughs>
1: so. There Paul, was a TV show called Beethoven? Oh, it was a cartoon. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I did not know oh, that. Oh, man, this kid has a career. Had. <laughs> now he's nothing. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like a lot of. Anyway. So Paul puts. Oh, no, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Paul puts the VR mask on.
1: Oh, this killed me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you about? Yeah. Well, going.
0: I know he says I'm not going to get electrocuted. Am I? And the kid whose name is Ed says, "You can be. It's on the menu."
1: That's really funny. It's a really funny and joke. shocking for a yeah, kid. It's a great joke. And also, I love that the kid's name is Ed. <laughs> it's such like adult. <laughs> it is nick yeah. shortening. He's not Eddie or yeah, Ed, right, Ed. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think, yeah, it was hard for me It was hard for me to realize that the kid's name was Ed. Same. When they would, when they would talk about Ed, I'd be like, who's Ed? Right. So like, hey, who's this kid? I couldn't link him up. So Ira cranks the mask onto Paul's yeah, head. Yeah, there's like a partly. knob on
1: top of his head. So every time he turns yeah, his hand on like top screw. of Paul's head, it goes... Argh.
0: Yeah, and Paul says, what am I, Shemp?
1: (laughs) Really killed me.
0: That killed you. That killed the audience. The audience loves a Shemp joke. This is not the first time that they have laughed at a Shemp joke. No,
1: that generation loved the Three Stooges.
0: Yeah, that's very true. And then we go into virtual reality. We see the menu of options. Yes. For that Paul, he can do anything. He's in virtual reality. He can do yep. anything. And here's the menu of options as it begins. Okay. Air Force, right? What do you think is below Air Force? Baseball. Okay, uh, that's a good jo- that's a, a good option, but that's a little bit farther. Of all the things in the world, we're starting in A. We're going alphabetically.
1: Okay. So we start
0: on Air Force. Beneath Air Force Apple is
1: Apple picking.
0: Great. Another good option, not on there. Okay. The second thing on this list is Amos and Andy. What? Yep. Yeah. Hey, so what do you what? want? To, so what do you want to do? You wanna fly a plane around? You wanna be in a racist radio comedy show from before the talkie pictures? Mad about
1: you had dog whistles in it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, senior frog or whatever was at the bottom. What's that? What's that guy's name? What's that racist frog? Oh, oh, it's not senior. Pepe, Pepe yeah, Pepe. The frog's an option. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Weird, That show wasn't okay in the nineties. No. No, it was not. It was, they probably thought it was a funny enough
0: reference to be like, hey, you can do this. this you can be part of You can do the comedy thing. Unless this is like. Yeah, but you could do, eh, you could do Laurel and Hardy. Not, not until we get to L's. Or three,
1: right. True. But you get to L then. You know what I mean? You don't sure. only two A's. Well. Oh, I'm uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Here's the rest of this list. Oh, because no. it covers all of the thing, all right? So of all the options of things to do in this yes. world. Air Force. Amos and Andy. Astronaut. That's it for the A's, my friend.
1: Right. <laughs> Well, Russ, it's a new technology. That's true. Also, that kid sounds like a little mutt. Because this <laughs> kid came up with a menu, right? Yeah! Yeah, yeah so the am- kid's are racist.
0: <laughs> Air Force, Amos and Andy, astronaut, baseball.
1: Hey, I got one.
0: You did? I said, yeah. baseball, Brinkley comma David. Right. So you could be, is that her be, husband? No, that is, David Brinkley is a comedian.
1: <gasps> Known to who?
0: Look him up. He's either a comedian or a newscaster. You don't even sure know? A, oh wait, he's a, sure he's, comi- he's a newscaster. He's a newscaster.
1: Jackie Mason does an impression of him. I was thinking of David Brenner. That's where, I don't know who that is. Uh, he's a comedian. Well, Jackie Mason <laughs> doesn't do an impression of him, so I don't know who it is. <laughs>
0: Well yeah, so okay, David brinkley the newscaster
1: oh that's so, so you could be him yeah
0: that's the fifth thing on this list of anything right. you can do beneath him brinkley comma Christie. beneath that broadway and then buddhism
1: yeah that, that's that's our specific lists. names next to each other yeah <laughs> yep. No, I, the list is very funny. I think. I agree. I agree. <laughs> very. R- Wait, that's strange. the whole
0: list. That's the that's list, right?
1: Oh well, those are the A's and B's. Those are the
0: A's. Those are all of the A's and the B's. Yeah, there's that's probably the... more
1: pages of options.
0: Probably. Yeah. So yeah, and but you know what? I think they got everything. I think they got all the things that you can do.
1: I can't think of one thing. In fact, I don't even want to do all the things on that list. I mean, I <laughs> So man, then, Amos and, Andy, no, Amos and Andy. That's so weird. Weird, weird, weird. Oh man, if we ever get Paul Reiser on the show, we're really going to hold his feet to the fire. <laughs> I can't
0: wait to. I can't wait to. So, <laughs> then we get into the virtual reality encounter.
2: I want the Brinkley. How do I get bus up? Hi, can
3: you help me? I've got a niche. <laughs> it must be this damn garter belt I'm wearing.
2: Got a garter belt problem.
3: Hmm? Yeah, if you could just give it a little scratch. (laughs) On the inside. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's perfect.
1: Christy's having a garter belt problem. Well, set the scene because it's super weird.
0: Okay, they're. The uh...
1: camera moves down to reveal. All in a virtual reality bus stop bench. Yes. <laughs> with a with a big fake city behind it. Yes, him. that
0: is, it moves all the time. And it's with like around.
1: airplanes or helicopters intermittently flying through the this background. This is very early virtual reality. But it's such a weird idea. You know what I mean? It's so funny to me that they're like, let's start at a bus stop.
0: Yeah. Or, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So that NYU professor would be like, Oh, you mean the most erotic location? No, I'm at a bus stop. Oh, I've had some good times at a bus stop.
0: One of those outdoor ones where
1: where anybody could walk. Anyone could see. And she, yeah, she approaches and puts her leg up on the bench.
0: Oh, an exquisite leg. Oh, gosh,
1: this guy. This guy's the worst. Yeah, so he scratches her thigh. Yes. The outside. And he's of wearing the gloves, so and he can feel it.
0: She's like the inside. She's like, no, the inside. Right. The, yeah. So he's scratching at her inner leg, her inner right. thigh. Which is gross. Or it's is not it gross? gross, but it's just like it's gross to mix that into your sitcoms, maybe. Or maybe not. Okay. Am I too puritanical? Maybe. About this? Okay.
1: Yeah, Um, it's a sitcom, Russ. Sure. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, then imagine how aghast I was the next few things. Uh,
1: Well, I got shocked by the end of this, yeah. Sure. Yeah, so the virtual reality seems to just sort of jump around. Mm Mm-hmm. Apropos of nothing. Mm-hmm. She asked for the massage on the bench first, right? Um, or do they cut to the beach immediately. They cut to the beach. Right. So they go from the bus stop immediately to the beach. Mm-hmm.
0: He goes to, he, it looks like he's going to grab her boob. That's right. And uh, instead he just like feels her, oh,
1: the that's top right. of her dress. Is and this just like cashmere. Is this cashmere Another which, Seinfeld trope. It is very. It
0: it's is, not a trope, I guess. It no, happens the, one other time. It, well, I think of that, but like, yeah, cashmere is used frequently.
1: Yeah. Jews. On sitcoms in the '90s, mm-hmm. love referencing Cashmere. Yes, I think it comes from all of their descendants. Where they going to the schmatte business. You're right. I really do. I think you're right because I think it's funny, and I think that's why. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Like the gar, you know, it's just a good old garment district joke.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so then they cut to the beach.
2: Hey, would would you like to go to the beach? I'll go anywhere you like to do anything
3: you like for as long as you like you know if you don't mind i'd love for you to rub some of this
2: oil on my back i just like this so much
3: you know it's okay to do it hard
2: sorry am i being too gentle
3: no it's just perfect i just want you to know that you can't do it too hard or too soft everything you do is just right
2: that's what I think. Thank you.
3: Tell me about your work. Are you kidding me? No. I want you to rub my back while talking about you.
1: This is very... When she asks him what he does, mm-hmm. and he gets that satisfied look on his this face. This is great. It's hysterical. Yeah. This is where the episode begins to transcend...
0: I believe we've already heard it, but Christy Brinkley saying, I want you to rub your back while talking about you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or, yeah.
0: I, I want to rub your back while talk, while you talk about you. Is oh, it's great. Hysterical. Yeah. Very, very funny. And then we cut to. What's also weird. Yeah.
1: Oh, no, it's not. Never mind. Keep going. Okay.
0: Then we go inside.
1: No, you know what's weird? Well, what? I was thinking, until this moment, I was like, oh, it's so weird. Like, it's almost like it's reading his mind. Yeah. But it's it, not. It's an experience. It's programmed. But then I was like, oh, right. But this is what all men would want, in theory, if they do the Christie Brinkley option. Because it's not reading his mind. That's not what VR does. It's assuming that this is what men want, which is pretty funny, I think.
0: They don't iron out the
1: details and the specifics. I'm ironing them out with reason <laughs> and logic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Great. There you go.
1: Okay. Because <laughs> it can't read. It's not reading his mind. He can't read minds. You're right. It can't. The back and forth, they seem like it, it is. So granted.
0: Yes. This is general enough that it, it's just like, we asked a thousand men about right, how they'd like right. to meet Christy Brinkley. And they all said, well, first we're at a bus stop. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. Fine. Fine. Well, there's a 14 year old kid deciding it too. Sure. <laughs> let's um, see i take the bus every day
0: <laughs> so then we go inside with the two of them
1: you have such a nice back
2: honestly
3: it's such a lonely word
2: what no it's honesty Are you Sure, honesty is the lonely word
3: are you positive about that?
2: Uh, I, no, I really no, no, no. You're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're
1: right. Yeah, this was the weirdest. Well, do you get it? Oh no. So they're in a they're in some sort of like palace-y... Yeah,
0: yeah they're they're a fireside. There's their fireside. They're, there's a floating
1: chandelier behind, mm-hmm. or a floating um candlestick, candelabra. Yeah. Can, thank you, candelabra. Mm-hmm. And they are in front of the candelabra. Yes, they're you know. on they're on a rug. They're on a rug. Yes. And, and there's a fireplace in the background. Do
0: you remember how the conversation begins? Nope. Okay. Oh, it's uh, something about his back because Paul is shirtless.
1: Yes, he's now. Now she's giving him a massage. Yes,
0: and I believe she says, "You have such a nice back." Okay. And he says, "Honestly," and she responds, "Such a lonely word." And he says, "I think that's honesty." She, are you sure it's not honestly? Are you f- messing with what are you? Talking? No, they're saying this. This is this happened in the episode. This is the dialogue. Yes. I know I watched it in kind of a hurry, but yeah. that's a lot of lines to miss. Well, you did it.
1: <laughs> so, great this job. This is a really weird, surreal conversation. Well, okay, keep going. Well, it's a joke
0: because there's a song called Honesty, and it goes, Honesty is such, such a, a lonely, lonely word. word. Yeah, I know that one. So, you know who wrote it
1: and oh, sings it? A Beatle? No,
0: Billy Joel. Do you oh, know why that's funny? I'm so
1: happy for you. Do you know why that's funny? Is that like an album cover or something? That weird fireplace in Candelabra? No. Okay.
0: Billy Joel was married to Christy Brinkley at the time.
1: Oh, (laughs) that is crazy. (laughs) A, very impressed Ah. that you got that. Ah. B, insane that that would be more than a passing line in a scene. Ah. That is such a specific reference Yeah, well, I mean, they were famously married. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, famously. Yeah, Yeah. like the Long Island Lolita was famous. (laughs) Yeah, famously, Uh, from Montauk all the way down to Massapequa was all anyone could talk
0: about. Yeah, when the most famous supermodel in the world is married to one of the biggest pop stars of all time, (laughs) and she looks like Christy Brinkley and he looks like Billy Joel. Uh, She's married to Michael Jackson. It makes Ted. (laughs) It makes news. That's very funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest pop. The biggest pop star of all time. He was. Time. I guess, I'm sure of... he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, He's yeah, big. Billy big. Joe. Listen, Billy Joe's big. He's big. He's <laughs> yeah.
0: a big deal. <laughs> he sells out Madison Square Garden every month. I don't know what to do. Do you
1: think people were cracking the lyric joke pretty easily um, or no?
0: Um, I think there were some
1: laughs. We'll That's double-jack. very specific. Yes. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the Mineshaft level.
0: <laughs> so after this happens, Paul is in, he's in, he's in, he says. And then we cut to riffs.
1: Oh, also, it doesn't matter. You sure? Every time we cut to Paul, because we're in the VR most of the time, uh, but every yeah. time we cut to Paul in the chair, yeah. it was the funniest thing in the world. Yes,
0: because he's miming yeah. doing the things that he's doing in yeah. virtual reality. And, you
1: can, and he's getting a lot of laughs.
0: Yes. At one point, he like in the, in the video or in virtual reality, he bites at Christy Brinkley's knee yeah. to prove that she's real. And then we come right. back and he's just kind of
1: like biting the air. Right, right. Which doesn't make any sense. No, like, it doesn't. That's the other weird thing about this. It makes no sense, but you buy into it. Uh, sure. Like yeah. true VR, it w- would be through his eyes. Yes. So already it doesn't make any sense. Right. But you don't care. I don't care.
0: I, I also don't care. We suspend our disbelief. So then we cut to riff and uh, Jamie is ordering for two. Ursula asks if she is expecting somebody else to join her. <laughs> Ursula is uh, not bright. <laughs> Paul arrives and he is very excited because yeah, they are they're selling shares of this stuff, and he's there to talk to Jamie about it.
2: Ira, don't, don't underestimate Ira. He he's got you know he's got his ears and his fingers into everything. He's he, he he's tuned in. He knows what's going on.
3: Surprise! He didn't try to talk you into it.
2: Oh, I am too, but I'll tell you something. If if he had, I don't know what I would have done because I I got a feeling somebody is going to make a fortune on this. Somebody could lose a fortune too. Like who? Like Ira or any other poor slob who invests.
1: What poor slobs really killed me?
3: (laughs) Ha ha!
1: Uh, Whenever a sitcom character is that blunt, <laughs> it really just gets me. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't try to talk you into it.
0: <laughs> I'm not investing in a video game. It's not a video game. Paul continues to profess this. It's not a video game. Yeah. This is where technology's headed.
1: And, you know, one day we might prove him right. <laughs> well, that's the funny That's what's part so funny. Of this. Yeah. The whole premise, I feel like he talked to some futurist who was like, you know, uh, within six to to 18 months no one's going to leave their house everyone's just going to be in virtual reality land
0: they just missed the mark with like this episode should have been about the internet and investing in that yeah but instead they went with virtual reality which everybody thought was going to right. be huge huge and hasn't happened. Has not. Think about all the virtual reality, like home, like uh, like just home entertainment systems, like yeah, that like think, Oculus. I'm trying to think. Like, are you talking about old ones? Like, I remember ten years ago. Oh, see, like going to Blockbuster. And it was oh. like you could rent a, you could rent a Nintendo or Super Nintendo. You uh-huh. could rent a Genesis. By the way, this is way more than ten years yeah. ago. Yeah, uh, <laughs> especially since it's just Blockbuster. Blockbuster itself right. was more than ten years ago. But they had all those options. And then you could also they had some sort of virtual reality helmet that you could rent really? and bring home. And I was like, they've done it. This is it. And even though it was just like done it, it was just like <laughs> it was just like red lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes,
1: like a maze. Yes. Like you'd walk through a maze. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, "Here we go. Yeah.
0: This is going to be the start of it all. Yeah. Bring, you could bring any Joe Schmo can go to Blockbuster right. and bring and rent home
1: for one night. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then it's just like, no, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just it has not picked up the way they thought it was. But yeah. Jamie says, I'm not investing in a video game. Paul says, it's not a video game. This is where technology is headed. Jamie says, says who? Paul says, says this 14-year-old kid who teaches at Columbia. <laughs> uh, um, every kid joke really killed me. Jamie is so in the right in this episode. and So she says, you know, nobody should invest in this. I'm not working, we have to pay taxes in a few months. And Paul's saying, this is gonna be huge. And Jamie winds up saying, I'm not being negative, I'm being practical. And Paul says, sometimes you just gotta dive in on this stuff.
2: Why, why are you being so negative? I'm not being negative, I'm being practical. You know, well, sometimes it's, you know, it's not good to be practical. Sometimes you gotta dive in and take a risk, you know, or, and, and, and then that way you can watch your money grow and then be happy about the fact that you were smart enough to get in on something like this when you could.
3: You already invested, didn't
2: you? How did, did you order it? Because like, I don't even know if I'm going to... Pardon
0: me? Did it, did she She knows he already invested. Yeah. She can tell by the way he's being all dodgy. Yeah. And then we go home after the commercial break. Yeah. Yo,
1: silent treatment. Silent
0: treatment. Jamie's not talking to Paul. Uh, he
1: follows her into the closet. Yes. And she shuts the door out of <laughs> which is
0: great. Very funny. And then Paul from the closet... Yeah says you want to fool around. <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: <laughs>
0: Paul stands up for what he did. hmm And not
1: surprising. Yeah.
0: And Jamie is furious that he did it without talking to her about it. Which
1: Russ gets. And you do not get this. No, I get it. But if it is a lot like you know, if they are like you gotta sort of do it now or never and you don't have time to call. Then the answer is never. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but it's a big opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on how much five thousand dollars means to you. Yes, and, you know, and
0: as she puts it, it means a lot to them. Yeah, right now. then
1: it's a bad. I, I think that you're right. You're right. Yeah. You don't do it then. No. and uh, uh, but also I, I look. I see. I see how hard it would be to say no, though. I do too. If you think it's like sure thing,
0: I totally do. Yeah. Here, well, look. Here's the thing. Watching it from afar, I can totally see how right Jamie That's is. That's true. If I'm in this situation, I am so Paul. It's disgusting. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. Ah. I'd just be like, "Well, yeah, we could do this, or we should do this, or uh, absolutely, why can't we do? Why can't we do this? We'll them back to me okay. and my." <laughs> how I relate. I think in real bit.
1: life, I would be more Jamie.
0: Good for you. <laughs> you want to go out sometime?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Paul says he does know. You know, he knows what he's talking about. I went down there. I played with the thing. Jamie says, you're like some child. And then Jamie wants to know what the deal is with virtual reality.
2: It's like on this, you can do anything you want. You can, you can ski on the Alps. You can, you're, you're riding a raft through the Colorado River. You, you're in the space shuttle. You're flying over the earth. You can, you can sing on Broadway. You're on stage. You're singing. And everything you do, it's like, it's like you're doing it. You're right there. You're doing it. Could we do these things together? Of course, yeah. <laughs> what did you do? I, I gave Christy Brinkley a massage. <laughs> She had an itch. <laughs> this
1: scene is amazing.
0: Yeah, I cut it up into a few chunks. This okay. Is the initial, you can do anything you want, and yeah, this is this is where he talks about yeah about all the different things that you could do, climbing the Alps, or you know you can do all this, that, or the other. Yeah, all, then, the,
1: all the things that weren't in the menu. Right.
3: <laughs> like Alps.
1: You could do racist comedy Yeah, you could bits. do Aversity Indy. Uh, <laughs>
2: you
1: could burn a cross. You, you could do the news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could do Buddhism. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and she starts, it seems for a second, like, maybe she's coming around to uh-huh. at least being open to it. Sure. And then he says, she says, what did you do? And he says, yeah, I gave Christy Brinkley a massage. Is that clip... That's part of it. Thank it's a God. Part. I was yeah. going to kill you. No, no, it's a long part of it. If yeah. that
1: wasn't in this, I was going to lose my mind. No, no, it's in there. Well, how far does this clip go so I know how to talk about it? Right through there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a great moment. Yeah. <laughs> Her look is very... That's the first look that gets a big laugh.
0: Yeah, yes. That gets a big laugh. And yeah, after he says, it's phenomenal. Oh, which yeah. Is, and, that, and then she kind of like looks out to the audience yes, a little bit and, and that's died. the moment that they're yeah. talking about, that she talks about. And Paul just keeps digging his own grave.
2: It's Christy Brinkley, right? So I'm looking at Christie Brinkley, I'm talking, to Christie Brinkley. Christie Brinkley is talking to me. We're talking. Christie Brinkley and I were talking. I could, you could see her. I could feel Christie Brinkley. You know, it's so so funny. It's like, they they had like lotion in this oil, so so she asked me to put on, so I'm putting this lotion and I'm rubbing oil right, right on her, right on, and I'm telling you, you have never felt skin like this.
3: (laughs) You're a little,
2: little man.
1: Is this the, where he's like, we didn't just, I didn't just massage yes. her, I talked to her. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Oh, this is one of the funniest scenes to me in the show it's so great. far, actually. The it's The great. series.
0: Yeah, her just, it's just staring fun, daggers yeah. and him being
1: <laughs> clueless. Because also, it seems like when the VR scene ended, they were about to do it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It like, he starts rolling way.
1: around with her, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much naked. Yes. Which was very weird to watch. Very strange. it was strange. like, well, why is he with another woman? Yeah, and that, yes. And that was very strange to me. It's a lot to watch. It's, it's, a, lot a, to... it's a very interesting debate. <laughs> you are not wrong. This really is like dark mirror <laughs> it, it really is ahead of its time.
0: It's very much like Dark Mirror. It's even closer to Black Mirror.
1: Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever. Oh, I'm the worst. Oh, such a. I never watched it. I know. I just don't think I'd like it. I think you're right. Well, humanity's bad, and technology makes them worse. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs>
0: So yeah, Jamie rightly says to him, "You could choose anything in the world. You choose to be with another woman." (laughs) Uh, He says, "I was testing how real it was. I wasn't expecting it to be that real. As soon as I knew how real it was, ten minutes I cut it off." It's great.
1: (laughs) Really, very. Uh, Also, just that you've never felt skin like this. (laughs) Oh, Paul.
0: Uh, Yeah, Paul is very surprised that she is so upset. He can't believe that this is the thing that bothers her.
2: I can't believe this is what bothers you. Well, believe it. <laughs> it's a video game.
0: <laughs> Which is insane. Oh, man.
1: Look, like, come on, Paul.
0: You had to know how this would go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, nobody's that stupid. No. I love when he's like, wait, is this in the clip? I was waiting for a bus.
0: <laughs> I was,
1: like, I I was waiting for a bus. She started it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure oh, if that's in her previous clip, clip, but it's
1: great. Russ is making me look like an idiot.
0: And no, you look great. Yeah, that clip was just the ta- the end of...
1: Oh, the beauty of Circling Back to it. it's a video game. Yes. Yeah. It's a video game. Yeah.
0: And then we go to commercial. We come back from commercial. Very to-
1: satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> this was a very good scene. Oh, it was a very
0: good scene. It was a very good commercial break. Yeah, very good commercials. I headed to the restroom... Oh, yeah. Good, great.
1: You know, I needed to. Uh huh. Yeah, you drank a lot of soda. Sure good, did. First half of the show.
0: <laughs> we come back from commercial. Paul is drinking a juice box. Yeah, that was weird. Very weird. We've never seen it because he's not a little boy. Normally, it's a
1: bottle of water. Say again? Normally, it's a bottle of water.
0: Yeah, in that house. a bottle of yeah. Yes, absolutely. And Jamie is returning from running errands. Paul says, You still mad? She says, No. He says, Really? She says, About what? Deceiving me or cheating? On that me? killed me. Me, too. And then I. Thought about it for an extra second. And I was like, hey, Jamie, you really want to be throwing
1: the cheating on me stone? Oh, no. The whole episode, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Because Jamie... You actually cheated on Paul. Yeah, Jamie
0: cheated on Paul.
1: Yeah. Let us not forget.
0: In more than virtual reality. Yeah. And yeah. So then Paul says, can you tell me what I did? And he says, you were just wrong. You were just wrong all over the place. Paul says, can you be more specific? No, that covers it.
1: Uh-huh. Which I agree. And also, you don't know, Paul? Yeah. That's, she kind of just told you. She told him all, I don't know, yeah, this like the it's next still, day, It right? couldn't be more obvious what yes. you did wrong, Paul.
0: And the first thing, yeah, she said it a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and also, she doesn't need to like, say it. Like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even there. Like Bunch of strangers watching it. I, no, sometimes it's clear to an outsider. Uh, you know what, you're you're right. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> So, yeah, Paul says, the only thing that you pinpoint is that it's all me. Jamie says, yes, Paul, none of it is you. Not today, no. Which is an interesting, I'm that's like, true. that's important. Because, yes, in this, lots of times right. it is partially Jamie. But not this time, today. it is not Jamie at and all. And I agree. And, uh, yeah, Jamie says, all I want is for you to admit that you were wrong. Oh, this is amazing.
2: You want me to call the bank? I'll stop the check. Would you want that? No, all I want you to do is admit that you were wrong. Uh, listen, you know, I may have been a few minutes too impulsive.
3: No, 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 that's not it.
2: I was, I... Listen. It's not impossible that my judgment was impaired by the enthusiasm. Can I... you just say you were wrong? I'm saying this is not the most right I've ever been. You are the right. <laughs> <complaining. What? laughs>
1: the Final one, isn't it? Like this is not the most right I've it's ever been. not the most right <laughs> I've ever <laughs> been. This killed me. I think I'm a little like this. Oh,
0: I have said that verbatim.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: generally pretty okay with admitting when I'm wrong or that I'm wrong. Uh-huh. Just saying I was wrong about this?
1: Right. Very difficult. Right. <laughs> I will use a lot of backwards language. No, it's very real and funny. hmm Oh, man. Not
0: the most right I've ever been.
1: It's not impossible that my judgment was impaired. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to have written those. Yes. It seems like a very fun list yeah. to make.
0: No, I mean also, I would have loved to have written those so that I have them for the future. Uh, well, you have
1: them. <laughs> they wrote for you. You That's have true. them. Jot them down.
0: <laughs> the doorbell rings.
1: This is great, and, Ira.
0: Yeah, and Jamie asks. This would have. This could have and should have started another round of arguing because Jamie says, "Is there coffee?" She goes into the kitchen and get coffee. Yeah. And Paul says, "I was gonna make some, but I thought I'd check with you Which first." Which is insane, I'm like, Paul. You want to do that? Yeah.
1: Are you out of your mind? (laughs) You see that these things are different, right? Coffee's not $5,000 of savings.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I have to ask everything. I have to run everything by you. (laughs) Uh, Should I I invest $5,000 in a game? Should I make coffee? (laughs) These are the same things to me.
3: Yeah. Ugh.
0: Ira's at the door, and Ira is very unhappy. Uh, He says, Our little partner just called me from his bike phone. That
1: is my favorite kid joke in this episode. Very funny.
0: His people are furious because Paul has canceled the check. Yeah. Are
2: you kidding me? How do you do that without talking to me? I thought that's how we were playing. You invested our money without talking to me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out. You didn't tell her? Oh, shut up. Shame on you. You see that? Even him.
0: Ira being on her side is so funny to me. Me too. It's so great. It didn't get a big laugh from the audience. It. Uh, they didn't seem surprised by it. No, not so much. A little it's bit. It's like, hey,
1: audience, this is not what Ira is, normally...
0: This is strange, yeah. yeah. Well, they also, like, I don't want to say they rushed through it, but like...
1: No, they did. They, they didn't, like, wait said, for a laugh.
0: Yeah, and also they, they rushed through the lines, and also there wasn't a lot. He was just like, hey, you didn't tell her... Right. And she says no. He's like, Yeah what, But that got nuts. a laugh from me for he, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just like, see even him. Yeah. And then, that also got yeah, made oh, me yeah, laugh. Yeah, that's great. But then it was just like right into yeah. him saying I mean, Can yeah. I be the can I can I be the voice of reason? Right is what he says. And then they go into uh yeah. the next little well, bit. You know, I loved
1: it. Yes, me too. And was a great salesman. For sure. Like he gets her, he's like, yeah. Oh, you know what? You just try it. Try it. That's exact a perfect salesman. That's talent. great. Great pitch. He should work at the Sporting Goods store.
0: You're right. You're absolutely (laughs) right. Paul says, if you see it, and then you still say no, Jamie says, it'll be no. Paul says, then we'll talk. (laughs) I have seldom related to lines of dialogue more than this. Really? It is not good. I'm not pleased with this part of it. But yeah, just the idea of being like, I have my point of view. You have your point of view. I'm going to voice my point of view to you. You know, if I am proven wrong, then we can have a discussion about how to proceed. Yeah. It takes too much for me to act on Whew. the things that I come to realize y- 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 intellectually. That is a lot. What do you charge? What's your copay for this therapy yeah. session?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so then we go to Rift's, kind of for some reason. Yeah. Oh, no. Because the girls are. The girls are there. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we
1: get... she's about to do the VR thing.
0: Right. Yes. Fran and Lisa uh, meet Jamie at Rift's, and shoes is on the list. That was really funny. Yes, they have a little back and forth about what shoes could mean. Yeah, Are you going shoe shopping? Are you being a shoe? That's Lisa's
1: idea, and I think it's perfect for Lisa. I love it.
0: Lisa suggests that Jamie should just be the Pope, get free rent, all the loose-fitting clothes you could want, plus we get to drive around in that little
1: bubble car. Yeah, Pope jokes were really big in the 90s. Loved it. Because that was a fun Pope, I guess. Uh, no. He wasn't? I thought no. he was. Pope John Paul II? He wasn't? Fun?
0: Not so fun. He was kind of stately. He was kind of, or, oh. uh, I, I don't recall him being I just feel like there were a lot of Pope jokes. Fun. I think he may have been fun to, fun to joke about. Yeah, but they never felt like they were making fun of him too much. You know what I mean? Uh, no, not fun to, they weren't making fun, but he was, uh. Was he out there more than other Popes? I'm thinking about the Popes in my lifetime. There was him. <laughs> him.
1: The Nazi. Mm -hmm. In the current one, right? That's it. Yeah, and we (laughs) hear about all the popes, basically. That's true, but I feel like maybe before that you didn't hear about the popes as much. Well, I feel like he was a pope for a very long time. He was. For enough time for, like, mass media, I feel like, to really... Yes. Yes. Blow up. Yeah, yes. I think maybe he's the first mainstream pope. He could be. He was probably... Pope John Paul II was the first mainstream pope. <laughs>
0: Remember when Pope John Paul II went on Arsenio and played saxophone?
1: <laughs> that was oh, awesome. Which Clinton was that? <laughs> Which Clinton was that? That was Bill? I'll give you one guess. <laughs> that was Bill Clinton? Yes, that was Bill Clinton. <laughs> we went over this. Because <laughs> I, I thought it was George Clinton.
0: Oh, right. I thought you meant, like, was that Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton?
1: I thought it was his brother. I thought <laughs> no. George Clinton was his brother who no. played a saxophone. No. And none, neither of those is true, right? Or George does play sax. Bill
0: Clinton plays saxophone and was the president.
1: I know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't believe we have to rehash the Clintons again. <laughs> well, we are. George Clinton was in Parliament Funkadelic. Whether or not he plays saxophone is Nobody knows. Uncertain. <laughs> Roger Clinton was Roger.
1: That's it. Bill Clinton's
0: brother. Yes, and was also the name of the first governor of New York, I believe.
1: And he plays sax.
0: No, just Bill. Oh. Bill is the only
1: sax player okay. of the bunch. I can't.
0: You can't. We need a chart again.
1: Do we have a chart? <laughs> I know we had photos at the very least. Oh yes, yeah. right. That's right.
0: So, oh, Sean Connery's in the catalog? Yes, Sean Connery's. That gets, yeah, because Fran suggests, what if you just did what Paul did? Jamie says, I like to think that I have more imagination than that. He says, ooh, Sean Connery. Jamie gets very excited. Yeah. And so then we cut over to Paul and Ira, who are playing pinball. Yeah. Ah, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And Paul says, once we get that helmet on her, we'll never see her again. Ira says, once she gets Gerard Depardieu's hand on her ass. And Paul says, that fat French guy? <laughs> Ah. What are we supposed to think about
1: Paul, Gerard Depardieu? In this? I was. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. No. I wasn't sure if Ira meant that'll get her out of there or if he meant that'll, like, suck her in even more. I
0: don't know. Right? Because Paul thought... feels
1: threatened, but it seems like Ira's making a dig, but then Paul's make like, putting his esteem back up. I am
0: not sure. It's very. I don't think the writers whether... know
1: how they feel about Gerard Depardieu. Yeah.
0: That maybe they got suckered in. It feels like this was something that happened, like as they were writing it, like, ooh, yeah, some. What if she goes and finds some French guy, some sexy French guy? Yeah. What's a French name? Uh, Gerard Depardieu. Right. Yeah, okay. And then they were like, wait a minute. He's. The uh, fat French yeah, guy? Yeah, the fat French yeah. guy. And then they put that in. Yeah. And they didn't make an edit. They didn't choose between whether he was a sexy yeah. French
1: guy or the fat French guy. Maybe Danny Jacobson thinks he's sexy and Jeffrey Lane thinks he's just a fat ghost guy. <laughs> Maybe. And this is how this is a compromise. Yeah. <laughs> I get my side, you get your side, equal yeah. time. Yeah,
0: we've got a confusing scene of dialogue. Perfect.
1: And then Iris, like, you think she's going to find... Oh, is this a clap scene? Yeah,
0: you do. Ira wants to know if she thinks he picked a who.
2: What, a who bothers you? No, it doesn't bother me. Wait, you think she's going to find somebody better than you? Where? In the helmet. There's nobody in... It's, it's not real. Like Who? Would you relax? She knows there's better guys out here than you, and she picked you anyway.
1: It's great. In the helmet? Oh, in the dig it, Paul.
0: Such a good line. Yeah. She knows there's better guys here than you, and she picked you anyway. <laughs> so Jamie has decided what she's going to do, and Paul says, You know, I hear that convent thing is spectacular.
1: Oh, that's funny. I missed that.
0: I don't know if I think that's funny. I'm like, I just think it's gross and weird for him to have done what he did in the oh, virtual gross. reality. And then to be like,
1: you are so boring. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> he's being human. It's fun to watch He's you misbehaving.
0: Rub your eyes in disbelief.
1: He's being inconsistent at me and hypocritical. That's It's a comedy. It's supposed to be funny. He's funny. That's how people act. Yes. He's not a saint.
0: (laughs) But what if he had said, what if he had said aloud, you know, Jamie, I realized that what I did was disingenuous. And I'm having conflicting feelings because I know that you should be able to go in and have a pseudo effect. Yeah, then it would Wouldn't be that Dark be funny? Mirror. Wouldn't that that's
1: be very funny? Mirror. Black Mirror. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: That's,
1: that's comedy. Yeah, well, that seems to be what you want. <laughs> We're in the VR room, by the way. Yeah, yeah,
0: we go into the office. The office.
1: The office. office. Ah. <laughs> right, yeah. Russ Fader's great <laughs> word, office. Keeping me honest. <laughs>
0: So, Jamie sits down and is left alone with just Paul in the office. And now I'm saying it too much. Yeah. Uh, it's a root. Yeah, a root. Yeah. So, Paul says, just enjoy whatever or whoever. And Jamie says, why? Would a who bother you? He says, why would it bother me? Jamie says, you'd have to admit you were wrong. Uh, this is
1: very real, I think. Like, it's great. Sure, yeah. Is this okay?
0: (laughs) Yes, I like this. I think this is funny. Paul is trying to sneak a peek through her helmet to see what's going on, and Jamie kicks him out. And then we go into the virtual reality.
2: It's gonna be a who, isn't it? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Excuse me. Would you get a token out of my pocket? Thank you.
2: (laughs) Hi.
3: Fancy meeting you here.
2: What happened to your little friend?
3: Who? Oh, him? I don't know. I guess he was waiting for the bus.
2: So just like a big coincidence. I guess. Uh, So what am I doing here?
3: I wanted you here. I don't get it. You mean the fact that I could pick anything in the whole world and I picked you?
2: Yeah. Did, did you read the whole brochure?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this starting off with Andre Agassi. Yeah. I'd forgotten that he had that hair. Oh, I didn't. That's the main way I knew him. That was his big early to mid-90s look. Right. And then he shaved his head. When yes. Because also, I, we learned, I forget why. Well, because that hair was not all his... That was largely extensions, we learned, Then he was balding, and oh, then he just kind of continued to go right. and so he shaved his head.
1: Oh, gosh. The vanity of tennis players knows no bounds. <laughs> I love the weird, it's so weird. Would you get a token out of my pocket? Such a weird, that's a great,
0: because she commented on his legs earlier. Right, right. Just the idea of, yes, would you get a token out of my pocket? That's so weird and specific and gross that it's just like, this is the only reason that... (laughs) Yes.
1: Very funny. And they give him shopping bags so that it justifies. I didn't even notice that. But like, he's holding, his hands are full of bags. It would have been even better if he hadn't, if he had had just
0: empty hands and just, could you get a token out of my pocket? (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
1: that's true. Oh, the audience. Loves it. They woo. Yeah. Like holler. Yeah. Like hoot hoot. They say hoot hoot. Yeah.
0: So then we get the Paul I was wrong
1: montage yeah then it gets sappy so Andre gets the token and walks off immediately not what we think is going to happen right and then Paul walks in and sits down because that's who she wanted all along right which is really nice sure (laughs) and very realistic
0: but it's not 100% oh I just want to be with you that's not her fantasy that's true
1: it's even better her fantasy is
0: not just to spend forever with Paul it's to have Paul say I was wrong yeah forever and ever that's true which he does, he goes Which is very we funny. start starting we hit all of the spots that Paul yeah. was just in. We've got Paul saying I was wrong at the bus stop. Mm-hmm. We've got Paul saying I was wrong at the beach uh-huh. while he massages her with oil. We got Paul at the fireside massaging her saying I was wrong.
1: Reference okay. to that Billy Joel song.
0: Y- yes, honestly. I was
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong about oh. the fire. <laughs> oh, I did start it. I did start it. <laughs> That's Billy Joel, right? I, yes. Yeah. yeah. Fire Billy Joel, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I should know he's the greatest pop star of all time. Yeah. yeah, you should. You're absolutely right. You should. Yeah, the king of pop. Bone Billy up. Joel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the vastness of my... The of, Duke my of
1: pop, maybe. <laughs> and his fiefdom is from... Uh, from Long Island. Anything that the Long Island Railroad <laughs> can get.
0: The vastness of my wrongness is staggering, says Paul. Yeah. And yeah, it's just kind of, and then Jamie yells out, uh, "Write him a check."
1: Yeah, yeah, right, right, right.
0: And that is how this episode ends. It's
1: very, it's, it's amazing that they could introduce the weirdest element as the main plot point, and still just write a very normal, realistic handling of it. That's very sitcommy and. Yeah. Funny. It doesn't distract somehow.
0: It feels like a sitcom of, like, the next generation of traditional sitcoms. Right. Maybe that's too much. But it's just that like... That is probably, yeah. It feels like a sitcom tackling
1: the next technological advance. <laughs> sitcom, the next generation. Yes! Is what saying, basically? Oh,
3: no. Yes.
1: Amakami. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sitcom the next generation is it too late to change the name of our podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so then for the tag another meta tag another meta tag this is a pattern now Yes. This it's happened. not
0: rare anymore. No. This is now the norm. We've hit the new normal. Christy Brinkley is playing Jamie, talking about Fran and Lisa, and walking Murray. She's talking to Paul.
1: Yeah. And she's dressed like Jamie. Yeah, She's wearing Jamie's uh, pajamas, flannel yeah. plaid pajama pants. Yeah,
0: because Helen Hunt comes out of the kitchen and says, Christy, that's my part. About
1: this.
0: <laughs> and Paul says, Helen, let her play. Yeah. She calls Helen. Yeah. Let her play. And uh, yeah, she's like, who's my pajamas? Yeah, it's <laughs> very fun. And then, yeah. Paul intimates that. He's like, well, let me show you around. And yeah. then he starts walking to the bedroom. To the bedroom. We don't know what that yeah. is going.
1: Uh, Famously from the Billy Joel side, let me show you around. Let me show you the bedroom. <laughs> I got that one.
0: <laughs> and that's this episode. I liked it.
1: I did too. It's a good I one. loved it, actually.
0: This was uh, a lot of fun. Can't go wrong with Christy
1: Brinkley.
0: Have you seen Vacation? Is Nash- that
1: the name of a movie? National Lampoon's
0: Vacation with oh. Chevy Chase and Beverly D. Where they go or? to
1: the amusement park? Yeah, wow. No. We were- <laughs>
0: (laughs) it's a great movie really yes and Christy Brinkley has a big part in it oh okay she's she's really funny in this yeah she's very funny yeah yeah love it good to to be back yeah good to have you back rise guys and rise gals thanks so much for listening Mm -hmm. if you want to get in touch with us and say hi we encourage you to do so we are on twitter at mad about you pod you can find us on facebook we are uh, uh, mad about mad about you there what do i have going on do i have anything going on i've got shows at the magnet theater my musical improv team public pool every tuesday night come check us out anything you want to plug john
1: no okay No, no, nothing. Okay. I got nothing. That's beautiful. Right now, nothing. Nothing doing. Yeah.
0: We have... Oh, you should go and find us on iTunes. Or on Apple Podcasts, rather. Oh, right. And rate
1: us and review us there, please. Please, we love it. It helps us out a lot. You have no idea. It takes you two minutes. Makes our week. We text into each other. We talk about it. We (laughs) gloat.
0: It's a very nice thing to do. And it helps iTunes know, and yeah, it helps Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to get in that habit. It helps them know that we exist so that they can make a bigger deal out of the fact that we exist, and then more people can listen, and everybody, it, it feeds right. itself. Everybody Nobody
1: knows we, we exist right now. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, here are your choices. You can leave a review, or you
1: can open your window. And scrape. I watch want you to go to your window. Go to your window <laughs> right yeah. now. Go to your window, lift it up, and then scream, I'm mad at about about <laughs> you as hell. And I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> Go, no. come on. Go so, to your window. That
0: that sounds like a preferred response. <laughs> that sounds like a better option than just writing a little blurb <laughs> on Apple Podcast. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But one of the two, please.
1: I'm mad about about you as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore.
0: (laughs) Great. We have a theme song. It goes like this. And it was written by John D. Ivy. We thank him. Our logo is by Mr. Nathan Diffie, who is at Nathan D i f f e e whom I met in person recently. Whoa! And who is a delight. So good to see you, bud.
1: Oh, I think I think a lot of listeners might have assumed you'd already met him before. It's possible.
0: Had not. Oh just, wow! Just known knew him from the internet and uh, got to got to shake his hand and well, chat. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, a great
1: dude. Uh, and our sound is mixed by Vuk Ivanovic.
0: Thank you, Vuk. We'll meet someday.
1: Maybe. Maybe.
0: <laughs> John, you have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good, me too. Yeah,
1: in person ain't bad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we'll do it again sometime. Sure, sure. (laughs) Rise, guys, rise, gals. Thank you so much. I'm Russ Fader. I'm
1: John Marbley, and this This is is what we're saying.
3: saying.